Communicating and presenting information is a core responsibility for statisticians and data scientists. Whether you are providing a summary of study analysis, proposing a new methodology or shaping the direction of a team, the ability to engage an audience and clearly communicate your thinking is critical to progressing work, advancing science and influencing project direction. But what it is that makes some presentations more impactful or engaging than others? Are some statisticians just more gifted presenters? Or is there a trick to delivering scientific or quantitative content that makes it more interesting? There are concepts and techniques that can make every statistician more effective and allow them to connect better with audiences. They will help you. In our upcoming free webinar, we will provide three actionable ideas along with specific examples to immediately improve your ability to give impactful presentations. Sign up for the webinar now. It happens on February 17th, 2021. Register now on statistician.com. You are listening to the Effective Statistician Podcast, a weekly podcast with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske designed to help you reach your potential, lead great science and serve patients without becoming overwhelmed by work. Today we are talking about how to speak with management, especially more senior management, about complex statistics. So stay tuned for this nice episode and now the music. This is a challenge we very, very often have. We need to communicate statistics, results to a senior management board or to individual senior management and they are not statisticians themselves. So how do we do that in the best way? This is the episode of today in which I'm talking with Benjamin about it. So if you don't yet follow me on LinkedIn, head over to LinkedIn. If you don't even have a LinkedIn account, set up one because that is how you will get lots of exposure. And LinkedIn is very different to let's say Facebook or Instagram. LinkedIn is really about business. So you'll get lots of really valuable ideas there. And I'm posting quite a lot there, so you can get more content, more inspiration, more help through following me on LinkedIn. And I would really love to see kind of who listens to this podcast, because I can't do that as a host. So that's one of the, let's say, downsides of uh, this medium. If you have not done so, please tell your colleagues about this podcast because it's for free and everybody can benefit from it. I'm producing this podcast in association with PSI, a community dedicated to leading and promoting the use of statistics within the healthcare industry for the benefit of patients. Join PSI today to further develop your statistical capabilities with access to the ever-growing video-on-demand content library, free registration to all the many PSI webinars and much, much more. Visit the PSI website at psiweb.org to learn more about PSI activities and become a PSI member today. 
Welcome to another episode of the Effective Statistician. And today I'm very, very happy to speak again with Benjamin. How are you doing? Oh, thanks, Alexander. Yeah, indeed, it has been quite a, you know, we had a big of summer break a little bit. And, and it's been a while that we had a chat together and having a topic that we discussed today. But actually, I mean, it's, uh, we do have a very interesting topic. We are both uh, having some experience in, so... Yep, yep. And it's a topic I stepped over in one of the LinkedIn dis discussions. And uh, there was uh, quite a controversy or also confusion about this, this topic. And um, it's how to speak with more senior management about complex statistics. And here we are talking about the management not within statistics, you know, usually kind of your vice president for statistics is himself a statistician or herself a statistician. And then, you know, that's not a topic. But beyond that, um, if you have someone from the business, someone from research, someone from the medical field, wherever they're coming from, and you have some awesome statistics done, how do you speak to them about. Do you have uh, some kind of stories there, Benjamin? Well, not that much of a story. It is more kind of an experience um, that I, I had. I actually didn't, didn't do this myself, but I attended a meeting where um, the statistician was presenting some results. And and actually, you know, I, I had to step in at the end to kind of, you know, make the point of, you know, skipping some pages and then going to actually to the result. And making this, so it was quite difficult for my colleague to um, present the the results and have the audience understood what they're talking about. Yeah. I mean, you know that that the higher, the more senior the management is, the less they they you know look into the details. Um, so it's it's rather like you need to get be quick, you need to be short, and really precise in what you're saying and doing. I realized at that point that there is a gap, you know, for that specific person for sure, but also in general, um, to kind of have this awareness of you know checking the audience and who to speak to. Yeah, yeah, and it's not something that for most of us happen every day. Yes, no, no. You know, most of the time we speak with you know. Uh, colleagues, we speak with um, team members, and um, yeah, then we know quite well what we are talking about, and we know quite well who we are talking about, and usually it's a much more kind of relaxed atmosphere, and we have a lot of time. But if we talk to upper management, then of course, lots of seaside conditions drastically change. We have maybe only a few minutes to get our points across. Um, we are probably ourselves quite under stress because, you know, talking to upper management may induce <laughs> some stress. <laughs> and there's also a lot of uh, at stake. And we don't know, you know, how the other side will react. To become prepared in these situations, I think the first and probably the most important thing is to determine your goal. What do you want to achieve here? Uh, and it sounds simple, but yet very often we are not completely clear about it. So what is the decision that we want to 
uh, get from the stakeholders? What is the information that we need? What is the information that they need? What is our goal? Very, very, very crisp and clear. And sometimes, you know, it's even good in a presentation to start with this goal. Yeah. So I have seen many, you know, presentations to upper management that start with this presentation is about making this decision. Yeah. And so that directly people have a kind of understanding where, where are you going to? Yeah. And if, if you're not clear about it, nobody will clear, be mm -hmm. clear about it. Yeah, that's, that's true. I think, um, you know, when you when we think um, think about the goal, I, we we discussed this in many, you know, in, in some of the pod, earlier podcast episodes about, you know, when you enter a meeting and you know you have to kind of prepare the audience, kind of you know understand, uh, maybe even you know do a lot of preparation before the meeting, uh, with this. That's not not necessarily possible at all with with upper management because you don't get a hold of them. So the people they are attending. So you have to a little bit think about in a different way if, um, how how to approach the meeting. And yes, as you said, Alexander, it's the, the goal. I mean, you have to be clear yourself. Where do you aim the presentation to? So it can't, you know, you can't just go in there and say, yeah, I would like to show you some nice results. Yeah, yeah. Well, so what? I mean, you know, nice results. I mean, email. Um, it's not. It's not about the presentation. It's really, what? What is the goal of the presentation? Why? Why do you get two minutes, five minutes, whatsoever to present this? So that is that is the utmost important thing um, to do. And aligned with this is the second point to consider is, um, and also we discussed it before, is to think about your audience. So who are you talking to? It's you know, is it is it marketing? Is it Business development is this your really your upper management in terms of you know even above statistics or so the business. So what is what is the audience? So who who are you speaking to and what could their goals be? So therefore, check this together with determining your goal is. So who are you talking to? Can they even fulfill the goal? So if you have a goal that they, these people can't, uh, you know they don't they don't they do, they can't support you with that goal. So it's maybe the wrong goal. Maybe the wrong audience, but but that is both comes together quite uh, quite strongly. Yeah, yeah. Do they make the decisions, or do you want them to inform the decision or support the decision or something like this? These type of uh, things you need to have in mind. Um, also, what is their background? What do they know already about the project? Um, do you need to put a much bigger frame about it or is there, you know, are they completely aware of all the different topics here? So that is really important. Find out about this, um, maybe from people that you know, that report to your audience, uh, report to these key stakeholders. And very often there's, you know, maybe in this meeting, just one important stakeholder that you focus your attention on. Usually, you know, maybe that's a bigger meeting, but, but who is the really key person in here or the two or three key persons? Think about them. Yeah, so it's it's a lot about preparing the presentation. That is takes you more time than doing the presentation to, for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and start with this, not with the PowerPoint slides. Yeah. It's it's too often that people I need to do a presentation and say open PowerPoint and then you know say they start putting in all the different things. 
you can save a lot of time if you answer these questions first. Yeah, but now we get to the presentation. So what, yeah. what, is, the, what is the key? Uh, you already mentioned one of the key items where, you know, what, what you should consider at least to really start either with the, you know, with the, um, with the goal or, you know, to put this in the words of the presentation is to start with the conclusion. Yeah, yeah. You need to first frame it. Yeah, so, so in terms of the introduction, always start with kind of where are you coming from? Yeah, things like we are now talking about project XYZ, uh, which is in this phase of the development. And now we want to inform you about the uh, results of, the, of this pivotal study or whatsoever. Yeah, and so that gives a frame. And also, then you can directly go into the conclusion. Yeah, you don't start with ah, and we had these baseline demographics, and this was a design, and here was the statistical methods, and uh, blah 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 blah. People want to see directly the most important things first. And yeah, and also if if you have the conclusion, so if you have the the you know, the results, people are awake. So if you start with baseline, they fall asleep. So, but if you start with the conclusion and then you go into the baseline, I mean, first of all, they are awake so they can follow you or they will follow you. And second, you need to be very sure that anything that you say, you know, is understood to direct them into the conclusion. Yeah. So don't start with full baseline. You know, if it's not necessary, if there's a good reason for it, go in. But if not, you know, let them follow a path. You know, they, they have the goal in there. You know, you showed them the goal. So you so, showed the, the conclusion. So they, they know where they're going. So now give them the pieces that they need to follow your, um, your, uh, um, your, con your, your conclusion or your, um, you know, whatever your path through the, the discussion. That is quite the opposite that we're used to at presentations. Yeah, you, usually we build presentations from the bottom up. Yeah, so that in an inductive way, this was a problem. Therefore, we designed this study with these kind of uh, characteristics. These were kind of the baseline uh, characteristics that was the disposition of the study. And here's now the efficacy results and here's now the safety results. And therefore, we have these conclusions. Um, which is a reasonable approach for a scientific audience and when you have a lot of time. But usually in these type of settings, you don't have a lot of time. And to be honest, most of these people don't care about the methodology unless something weird happened. Yeah. So if you have something like, okay, this study failed, and then you can go into the details. Okay, we had these designs and these kind of things went wrong and so on and so forth. Okay, then you go this line. Uh, you can also just say, okay, Here's the study met its primary endpoint, yeah, and then put it into perspective how that compares to the competition or something like this. Or you can say, we want to propose this new alternative 
compared to this is what we are currently doing. And then these are the reasons for it. Um, so this kind of deductive method is much better for uh, higher management because directly goes to the point. And then you can drive the discussion um, to the details that is required. Yeah, because maybe there's no further detail required and management just says, fine, great, very good solution, off you go. Job done. Or they think, hmm, why is that the case? What did we miss in the past? And then you can granularly go deeper. It's like in a, like in a good journalistic article where you start with a headline that kind of gives you the summary. And then the more you read through the article, the more granular and less important the uh, information becomes. So think about it this way. Yeah, it is kind of the other management, the, the people, you know, they're not stupid. It's just that they're not on the day to day basis involved in the details of the study or in the, in the, in the, um, in, in stats in general. So therefore, it's kind of key to be very simple because it's, it's a quick thing to do, you know, to, to work on or to, to present it in a simple way, but still accurate. So don't, you know, don't push it, miss some key points or um, or lie about something. It's just really about be accurate. Always keep in mind that there might be questions because we know that, you know, at least in my experience, it is that, you know, many of the, our upper management used to be statisticians. So they might be interested, even, even not if they're really interested, but just for political reasons, kind of bring it out and kind of showing how, you know, that they have a background in statistics. So kind of, you know, they start a sentence with, you know, I used to be a statistician as well. So it might be interesting for me to understand what is behind it. So it could be. So it's a, you have to be prepared to answer questions that go more deeply in in some of the um, of the points that you mentioned. So that's why simple presentation but accurate and have the background data available on knowledge about it. Maybe not as slide presented. I mean, there might be key points where you think could be of interest, but in general, you should just be well prepared yourself and have the things in your mind or in notes or you know even as Across a presentation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's great to have lots of prepared background slides or maybe you know the document open where you can quickly scroll to or maybe a colleague that has all these things open and and, and can kind of quickly go to it while you are still talking about it. These are a couple of, I think, very, very simple uh, steps. Yeah? So determine your goal, think about your audience, start with the conclusions, be simple but accurate, and have all the other details in the background. There's one other thing that um, recently crossed a couple of discussions I have. With this be simple but accurate, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't put your opinion in it. Yeah? So if you have a suggestion to make that you should go this way because that's what the study team thinks is the best way given the data, then tell that to your uh, upper management. Because you are very, very close to all the details. You are very close to all the information. You have much more background uh, about the situations in upper management. 
they want to know what is your recommendation. Yeah? Don't just present, there's option A, B, and C. Please decide. These are the pros and cons. Make a recommendation. People want to hear a recommendation. It's the same like when you drive your car into the garage and you say, it's broken. Yeah? And uh, then the technician tells you, well, I can do A, B, or C. And then you say, I have no clue. And then you usually ask, if this would be your car, what would you do? Yeah? Because you want to know what is the recommendation of the experts. Yeah? And then if he goes for an outrageous, um, costly uh, alternative, you can still think about it. But at least you have some kind of knowledge about what is the recommendation or recommended option. And in the same way, your management thinks. Yeah, I mean, and also given, you know, that you have a goal when you go into the, um, you know, it's, it's, when you go in the meeting, it's usually not that you say, well, somebody needs to make a decision for me, but you have a goal to support the idea that you have. Mm -hmm. So therefore, make the recommendation to really get to the goal, because otherwise, if you just say, you know, oh, well, you know, I'd like it because it's pink, there might be some, you know, some, <laughs> some question in behind whether, whether or not they follow your uh, recommendation or, you know, and you can fulfill your goal then what you have before going into the meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And usually there's some action that needs to be driven. What is the action for the upper management? Yeah, so um, even if you present results, tell them about what is the follow-up action for them. And um, that's usually something. Yeah? Mm. Be creative and come up with something that helps them drive forward. Yeah, and also just, just as a reminder, since you mentioned the car in the garage, uh, I think it's always, you know, it's always good to also bring in the pros and cons of any decision. So, you know, if you, if you recommend one, you, can't, you don't say, you know, it's because it's the best design. It's, a, you know, we have less patience. So it's, it's nice to have less patience involved, but it's also a cost driver. So bring it up. But on the other hand, it may, may take longer. So, you know, weight it against what is, what is, you know, what, what the pros and cons are and kind of very quickly say, we, we consider this, 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 and that's why this is the recommendation because it is, it, it may be more expensive, but it's quicker or it may be less expensive, but it takes longer, whatever it is. Yeah. And then you can give names to these different alternatives. Yeah. This is a cost optimized. This is a speed optimized. This is a value optimized option. And we recommend to go for whatsoever one. Yeah. And so have these things ready in your mind. What is always important here is that you train your communication skills. Yeah. It's about when you present these, do you have kind of visibility to the audience? Do you see how they react, especially in these uh, lockdown times where you may present this in a, in a virtual setting? Do you see the other people? Do you know when they kind of drift off? Do you, do you have some kind of questions built in to make sure you have the audience still with you? Do you have, you know, does the audience see you on the screen? There are so many different aspects you need to think about. 
And if you're not well trained on it, prepare for it. Well, even if you're well trained, <laughs> you probably want to prepare because preparation is really, really important. Yeah. Uh, potentially has the time to rehearse it with, with your team or with your supervisor or with, or with a mentor or just with a colleague. Um, so train yourself to become a great communicator. This will help you be seen as someone that is good in communication skills, that has the ability to communicate well with upper management and I can tell you, this will help you in your career. Um, these are the situations that people will remember later when it becomes about promotions, when it's about who gets the next interesting project, um, when it's about, I, you know, your manager thinks, oh, I can't attend. Do we need to skip it or can I trust my um, my person in my team that he'll do a great job with upper management? And so all these things matter and it's a, it's a really crucial uh, moment for many of us in our career if we have this. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because usually usually you're more visible to, to the upper management if, uh, if it's a bad experience. So if you're involved in something that has been messed up before, whatever it is, so if your name's fallen, this will stick in their mind. But these are the, you know, these are the points where you can really convince them, uh, you know, to have a positive, you know, picture of yourself and, and you know, what, what you do, what you presented, and then if this is coming right across. So, you know, don't, we don't want to increase the pressure on you now, but it is, really, <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of the, you know, the key, um, key meetings that that could definitely have uh in your career and, and well not not career it sounds always like you know the steep career path it's really also if it's about you know getting as alexander said getting a new project or getting the founding of a project or maybe you have some interest let it be a training and you know needs to be approved by by whoever and this person could be in your um in, in exactly this meeting where they suddenly get your name and say well yeah sure you know you can attend the training no problem so and train yourself to become a great communicator now don't wait until you know the day before this great presentation that's too late <laughs> <laughs> train yourself now yeah go to presentations give Give talks. I've recently um, interviewed uh, someone here in the podcast uh, who went to Toastmasters to become a um, better presenter. So there's so many opportunities. Use these and train yourself. Especially if you feel uncomfortable. And we know that many of us statisticians are introverted and kind of, you know, not uh, not the greatest communicator in some ways. So therefore, there's. For everyone is potential, but there is especially for, you know, some of the statisticians is uh, definitely some. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Thanks so much for this nice discussion again. You as Good. always will find the show notes and also the link to this LinkedIn post that we talked about in the show notes. And yeah, speak to you next week. Bye. 
This show was created in association with PSI. Thanks to Rain who helps with the show in the background and thank you for listening. Head over to theeffectivestatistician.com to find the show notes and learn more about our podcast Boost Your Career as a Statistician in the Health Sector. And please tell your colleagues about this podcast. And like always, I want to finish with reach your potential, lead great science and serve patients. Just be an effective statistician.